This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You already know you're going to eat some of those McDonald's golden fries on the drive home. So, you may as well add an extra order just for that. Mm-hmm. That's not always go when I say go. Should. What's up, everybody? It is the CBC Wisdom Hour, number 87 for March 3rd, 2020. This is Steve Wichel in New Orleans. Tony B coming to you from New Jersey. What's happening? Chunk asked me today if we were doing uh, the Wisdom Hour, and I said yes. And he said he always looks forward to it every week. And I'm thinking to myself, he can talk to me anytime. So he must really enjoy hearing you. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what they all say, Steve? Uh, well, he didn't say that. He just said he looks forward to it. But I'm like, well, Imply. I, I talk to him all the time. Like, I guess he wants to hear Tony. He doesn't want to hear me. He wants to tune into the wisdom, dude. Doesn't he, matter who's he, speaking it. He wants to see what kind of wisdom pops up, I guess. Exactly. All right. For some reason, I share this on the, the Facebook page every week that we're live, and it never gets any reach, um, but I'm doing it again anyway. And I'm going to share it in the group where it also doesn't get any reach, but I'm doing it anyway. So, so there, take that Facebook. I have some interesting news though, with regards to Facebook. D- do tell. <laughs> I got <laughs> a, an email a few days ago and it was an invitation from Facebook to take part in a sort of interactive survey type of thing. that would be video, um, a video meeting with people from Facebook. Um, and I had to answer a few questions. One of the questions, by the way, was, what is your gender? And the choices were male, female, or other. Which... Um, is... Did you check other just to see what the next question would be? Chalk said it's the witty cross banter that he likes. <laughs> right. I didn't know. I didn't check other. I checked female. I mean male. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so they asked me these questions and, and they said, you know, only a few people will be selected for this, blah, blah, blah. So I, I just sent it and I forgot about it. And um, I got a phone call today or no, a text message today from Facebook saying, uh, 
hello, this is Aaron from Facebook regarding, you know, this, this thing. She didn't say this thing. She described what it was. Um, please call this number to confirm blah, blah, blah. So I called it right away. She didn't answer, but she called me back in like 10 minutes and asked me a few questions about how, about running the, the, the page, the business page. And if I've used these certain things on Facebook before, uh, and I said, yes, yes, I have. And she said, okay, perfect. We're going to schedule this for you. And it's next week. It's next Thursday afternoon. And it's a one hour thing where I'm going to be on a video call meeting essentially with people from Facebook. I, I guess I, I, for them, it's like a market research thing, trying to find out like what I use and what's effective and what's not. And, but I believe I, I did confirm with her actually that I'll have the opportunity to air my grievances or suggestions or, you know, anything. And I, and I asked her specifically, d does Facebook really take this stuff seriously into consideration? And she said, yeah, because there's not a lot of people selected to do this. You know, it's, it's based on, you know, I guess performance and whatever. Um, so she said, yeah, they take it very seriously. So I'm really looking forward to this, you know, cause you can't pick up the phone and call Facebook and say, Hey, Facebook, I got a problem with this thing. Can you fix it? That it's just not an option and you can email them, but they never get back to you. So I'm going to be mm. face to face with, with the monster <laughs> that is Facebook, the behemoth. <laughs> that is you will be friend the behemoth yes so um looking forward to that and i of course will update you and everyone everyone else that listens to this podcast once it's through but uh, i'm very excited and encouraged about that because if if i'm able to really kind of solve a couple of the issues that i have it, it's a game changer for me for running this thing so um very excited to have been. Yeah, that should selected. be good. It should be cool. And they said, hopefully, you get something out of them. You know. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm a, John wants me to record it, so because he wants to hear it. So, and uh, I'm interested to see too what they say, what kind of questions they're going to ask, and what you know, because that's an hour. An hour is you know, we do this wisdom hour for sixty minutes every week, and we cover a lot of stuff. So there's going to be a lot of stuff covered, I would imagine, in that meeting. Yeah, I would think so. Yes, and I feel honored from Facebook for selecting me. Thank you, Facebook. Thank you, Mark Zuckerberg, for selecting me. Yeah, it's gonna be a very cool experience. Right. Um, Can you bring like? Could you bring a crew of people with you? If you said like you're filming a documentary, it just happens to be on that day that you're going to that thing too, and you're gonna film it. No. I have to do it from my home computer here oh. with my my little video screen. But it would be cool if I had like whole, like an audience behind me. Don't <laughs> <laughs> so you have that blue, that green screen? Can you do something? I cool could. With I that? probably could. Yeah. <laughs> make an audience and, and make them do like go. Boo! Boo! When, when Facebook says something. Inside like, the actor studio. <laughs> or it would be even funnier if I had people like in in. Um, in uh, uh, sports team mascots behind me. Like if I had the, the <laughs> Philly fanatic and the, the Mets uh, guy with the baseball head and that yeah, crazy, yeah. that crazy Philadelphia Flyers mascot. You ever see that? It's like this orange oh. weird dude with cross eyes. Dude, you got to figure out a way to get the green screen to get an audience. I already <laughs> have to. Yeah. Like... I already have the green screen thing. I just have to. Greetings. 
<laughs> you don't mind. Anyways, that I... people, I'm, I'm recording this for live presentation. I'm doing. Yes, yes, yes. Facebook. You don't mind for that I brought life. a few of my friends, do you? <laughs> <laughs> right. Complete with sound effects. Uh, one can dream. Anyway, and I just stumbled acro- across this book um, today. It just came up on like like Facebook ads, and I bought it. Actually, I didn't buy it. I got the audiobook, and I have from Audible is what I use, which is the Amazon audiobook thing. And I had like free credits, credits for like six free books, and I, I just used one to get this book. But it's called One Million Followers, and it's this guy who has a uh, social media experience, and he says, he claims that he can get somebody to get one million followers in a month. And he has a, a system which he's done that. And there's a ton of reviews in there, or a ton of, ton of endorsements from people, some people being celebrities saying, this guy really knows the shit, and whatever. And then the, I read all the reviews, or a bunch, bunch of the reviews from customers, and some were glowing, and some were like, yeah, it's a lot of work, and blah, 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 and I didn't know I needed money for this. and blah. So I'm really excited to, I, I got the audio book, so once we're done with this podcast, I'm going to listen to it, and I'll, I'll give you a review of that next week. Um, but uh, I, there's got to be some things that I don't know that I'm, you know, that even though as much as I do know and as much as I've accomplished, there's probably s- some stuff I don't know that could really help. And if I could boost this thing, Dan, from 156,000 people to a million in a month, I'm going to figure out, yeah. I'm going to do it. You know, I'm going to learn how to do it and I'm going to fucking do it. You know, because that would, uh, another thing, would just be a game changer if we could really build this audience that big. And why the hell not? One million people really is a drop in the bucket, man, considering. Exactly. Thing. It's interesting to see his tactics to yes. engage, engagement, you know? Yeah, so I'm going to get right on that. I'm really excited about listening to that. I, I love listening to audio books. I really absorb them better sometimes than if I do and sit down and read. Plus, I can multitask. I can listen to that and still work on um on CBC stuff, so, so that's my evening plans for this evening. Um, yeah, but that's good, man. That sounds like a good, uh, you know, good topic. Yeah, if I come back, it's it's the beginning of March now. If I come back in the beginning of April on this podcast and say we now have a million people on the page, <laughs> yeah, then it's yeah. huge, and half of them are listening to the Wisdom Hour. Yeah, I don't know about that. But people do. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, dude. You get at least 500,000. Take 10% of that. All right. People do. Like, I, I get the weekly report from Spreaker. And uh, there were a lot of downloads last week. More Like, it jumped huge, a huge number, or a huge percentage anyway. Um, really? How many people downloaded the Wisdom Hour last week. So, And, like, the downloads that yeah, I get. Downloads. Like, I get a number of downloads, but it's not always the newest one. It's like it's it'll show me like this this episode has been downloaded the most, and it's usually the most recent one. And then there's other previous ones that get downloaded. So people are going back and listening because they like the witty cross banter. Yeah, I guess for sure, dude. I don't know for sure. Um, so always a good time with Wisdom Hour. Come on in. Always good time. Always learning. So. Uh, what's going on with you? Give me an update on your uh, that upcoming gig. Is there are there any updates or or what's happening? Uh, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to get together tomorrow night and jam with those guys for the first time, and run through a bunch of tunes, 
and go over the set list that I pulled apart out of that master list. And uh, if I have one more rehearsal before the gig, maybe right. two if they need it. You know, I mean, the way I'm looking at it is that they can play all the songs on that list and I can just say these are the ones we're doing. And as long as I know the part, it should be just like, you know, old times. There you go. But it's people you've never played with before, right? Nope, except never met him, don't know him, nothing, all completely strangers except for, except Jimmy. for Jimmy. Yeah. Um, yeah, Jimmy on keyboards, the other guys I've never met. That's always exciting. It's, it's, um, it's stuff like that keeps you on your toes. Yeah, I'm really, look, I'm really looking forward to it, too, just to jam with them, you know what I mean? Just to go there and have some fun. Yeah, because you've been, you've been out of the scene for a little bit now, so. Yeah, just been home, me and Cole playing. Yeah, so jamming with a full band is fun. Yeah, it'd be good. Feels feels brand new. I, and speaking of feeling brand new, after I had those six nights off last week, went back to work Thursday, and it does... Refreshed. It does, yeah, I felt refreshed, and, and it does feel brand new again. You know, this even though you're playing with same people, same songs, blah, 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 it just, after a good, good break like that, it just feels kind of new and fresh. Um, but then by Sunday, it's like, oh, I got to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got to go. Got to go. It's a lot. It was a busy weekend again. Um, kids, the kids are in town. Spring break things are happening, I think, probably. There's a lot of young. Oh, yeah, this week, next week. Young kids uh, in town, which I enjoy. And they enjoy. And... uh it makes for us uh, doing well. So. Yeah, and is it busy, busy? Like, is it packed, busy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I it wasn't. I guess the weeks leading up to Mardi Gras was a little bit busier, but it's still, you right. know, it's still the weekend is always just busy. You just get people there, you know, this time of year. People are coming to New Orleans for for, uh, for uh, you get a lot of wedding uh, weddings or bachelorette parties, um, and, right. and weddings um, and uh, a lot of birthdays. You know, and people come. A lot of people, especially this time of year, but it happens year round. But a lot of people will come in a group and get some sort of clothing that makes them makes it known that they're all together. So they'll get like. Maybe like the girls all get pink shirts and it'll say uh, Jessica's birthday bash, or, you know, whatever, and it'll say that on everybody's shirt, so you can kind of uh-huh. kind of find each other easily, and you know, it's just a thing to celebrate. So a lot of people do that, so it's it's easy for us from the stage to kind of identify what's going on when you see, you know, groups of people or when you see people coming in. They'll like people that are uh, a bachelorette or. It's their birthday. They'll wear a sash saying, "You know, it's my birthday" or whatever. And we always and ha- have you ever played a gig where that one of the, like a checklist of things they have to do, and one of them is like oh, yeah. take a picture with the band. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are fun. I always like to look at those lists and see what I can contribute. It, it seldom says "kiss the bass player." In fact, it's never said that. No, but it should. <laughs> it should. Ladies, take notice. It should. Like Sonny's real good. Sonny, the singer. Um, he, who is back with us now? He he's a he he's a good looking guy, and and he knows how to get the crowd going and get like girls are always like up front like oh yeah yeah and he's he's always um, great about having being engaged with them and getting them engaged with the band. Um, 
and he'll he's he uh if he gets them on stage he'll always try to get them to kiss me too like <laughs> just a kiss on the cheek too yeah so he'll kiss him and then, and then he'll, yeah he'll say oh by the way point to override steve's way there. yeah yeah he sticks his cheek out and says you know puts his finger like kiss me and then he does it to me like he'll point to me and say you know give him a kiss and they always comply which is which now is when nice. you when you guys are playing do you does the band primarily podcasting is hard but it doesn't have to be introducing the science of a podcast hosted by spreaker from iheart this weekly podcast looks at the many sides of the podcasting industry, from success, growth, and technology to the varying challenges we all face. This is one podcast about podcasting you don't want to miss. New episodes launch every Tuesday. Listen to the science of a podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Stay on the stage, like the the singers ever go out into the crowd, out on the floor and walk around with yeah. the mic. Yeah, yeah. Sonny does. He's he's got a wireless, so he'll do that. He'll go like, like Monty style. Go stand on the bar sometimes, and sing from okay. there. Um, he's never hanging from the rafters, but but he but he'll get, yeah, he'll get out there and put a mic in somebody's face, and yeah, he's real good like that. He stands on the railing, and he's a tall guy. He's like my height. He's like six feet, and he'll stand on that railing. Like so, and he's like towering over the the crowd, and he'll he has his hand on the pole, and he'll lean all the way out and and hold the microphone and get people to sing. So he's he's great at getting that you know, that energy up in the, in the room. Um, right, right. You know. And did you it, post any video? That did you, any footage yet? I um, I didn't post any recently. I took some, but Tracy's been doing Facebook lives from the stage, um, and that's really working well. It's you know, she'll do it from either her Facebook profile or from the Be Suburban page, and that gets engagement. And I'm such a huge proponent of doing Facebook Lives. I think that you can't go wrong with them. You always get some sort of engagement with it because um, people like live. Something could go wrong. You know, like you can't edit it. This, this is real life right here. Um, yeah, absolutely. And so she's been doing that. And then other people have been doing it too. And I think that's really something we need to capitalize on and get get people to sign up on our Facebook page, join our Facebook page, and get. I think we should create a group too. I think groups are are really essential for bands, Facebook groups, because that's where you can really collect your fan base. It's it's akin to having a mailing list, uh, uh, except it's a lot easier to maintain and manage, and it's free. Whereas a mailing list was. Not. Do remember the days of the mailing list? Yeah, we've talked about that before. Yeah. That's funny. It, it was so much, and it still to this day blows my mind. People that my that are my age that remember what we had to go through for that to, to for to do a mailing list. You had to draw up a flyer or a card. You had to buy stamps. You had to uh, keep track of people's addresses, print address labels, and, and spent all this time licking, sticking, and like, and it would get out to people and and have a minimal effect. Um. So this is like it blows my mind that people my age are not taking advantage of of the fact that we can do the same thing more effectively for free and quicker. So like how is everybody not doing this? How, Tony? I don't know, Steve. Maybe we qu- quickly write a book about it. People don't read books. <laughs> so that audio audio book style. You could narrate it. I could narrate it. Um, you know, people people that want to learn can find the resources. 
to teach them. That's that's the the detriment there, I guess. Is is a lot of people just don't want to learn or don't I, I, I don't know. It's not yeah. It it's it's interesting. You know, there's so much available, and not everyone takes advantage of it. Yeah, people are fucking lazy. <laughs> I'm sorry. But it's also easy, like, you know, like you said, you know, like we've talked about a lot of times, you know, just the, the difference in technology where it's like, oh, what, what happened here on that date? You know, and you're like, hang on a second. You, you, you look it up and you have it. Instantaneous. You can get answers to anything, really, you know. Answers to anything. Inst- anything. And you don't even have to type anymore. You can just ask your. No, you just talk. You just ask your phone. Your echo unit or your phone. Yeah. Dude, I just got um, – I, I didn't just get them. I got them for Christmas from my, from my brother. I got these Sony wireless headphones, and they've been sitting on my keyboard for a couple months, since Christmas. And I have the instructions open. It's this big sheet of paper, and there's no words. They just have pictures, the instructions. That's, and it's like these four rows of instructions with no words. And I'm like – Picture. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, I, I started like, – I'm looking at it. Okay. Okay, I can kind of figure out what this is. Okay, and I went to step two. I was like, all right, figure it out. And then step three, I was like, what the hell? What? And I put it down, and then I was just, I never went back to it until last week. Because. When you found a picture, you found a picture translator, and you paid him some money, and he told you to do it? (laughs) No. No? No, I just wanted it bad enough where I was like, I'm going to learn it now. Because and the reason I wanted it bad enough was because I went to the gym on Wednesday, and I hadn't gone for a while. And the, what, pump you up, Steve. Pump yeah. you up. And how I listen, I have to listen to music at, at the gym. It really gets me going. And how I would do it is I had had an MP3 player and use earbuds, and not not like regular earbuds, but the earbuds that I would use for in ears, uh, you know, playing a gig. And they're they're good. And then the, the little plastic piece that slides up and down that tightens it, it broke. And I tried to fix it with tape, didn't work. Tried to fix it with glue, didn't work. And and it was it's frustrating because then you got these these wires all flopping around while you're trying to work out, and Terrible. they're not not staying secure. And then I'm like, wait a second, I have these wireless headphones. I can do this with my phone because I have the Amazon Music. I could just create my gym playlist there, and hook up the wireless headphones to the, the phone and do that and I'm a little late to that party because then I once I did it I looked around the gym I saw everybody's got wireless headphones just like this on but uh, it's <laughs> welcome welcome yeah, Steve a little like, <laughs> like I'm getting to the party like hey we were just leaving man <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> there might be another beer in the fridge that's it <laughs> or you could you could suck the punch out of this washcloth but how great is it, dude? Did it's awesome. Out they're, oh, they're, be- they're amazing. They're noise canceling. Uh, the the bass response is, is tremendous too. It's you know the dynamic range is just excellent, um, and I, yeah, problem solved. So that got me way more encouraged to go to the gym. So I went for five days in a row. I went Wednesday through Sunday. I went every day, and I was gonna go today. I took yesterday off. I was gonna go today, but I decided to uh, uh, direct my resources elsewhere which was productive and I'll get back to it tomorrow. But not only that, you can make phone calls. Like you see, you ever see the commercial with the redhead kids walking around and he's like, how do I get my hair cut? Like that dog and whatever. Oh yeah. Yeah. And he's, so you can hook it up to the Alexa thing. You can, um, um, make phone calls 
like I was making a phone, I made a phone call with it where it's just the headphones on and I don't have to hold anything or like te- the technology is really super cool, man. <laughs> it is pretty heavy. Um, and I, I, I don't, this isn't a commercial for those headphones, but they are Sony headphones. I don't know offhand what the model is, but, uh, highly recommended for people that like to listen to music, especially at the gym. They stay put, you know, they're, they're nice and secure on my noggin. So that was another exciting thing that happened to me during the the previous seven days. So hang on, are they connected, like in between, like a head, like head, uh, conventional headphone, like stereo headphones would be? They're wireless. No, I understand that. I'm saying between the two, are they loose? Like you know how in ears, like you said, they're 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 just on the two ends of the wire, and then it comes together in a V. Right. You got the little adjuster on it. How how is the the uh, the wireless are they just two individual buds you put them in your ears no, like no, in it's, ears it's headphones it's like you know covers you know with the big foamy thing that covers your ears headphones that's what I mean like a set of studio headphones right basically yeah yeah okay I got you yeah yeah which uh, like that's I'm wearing cool. headphones right now I don't know if they're Sony's right yeah the headphones I have on right now are Sony too and they're connected to they're these are wired headphones but I could use those for this too but I just love that the whole wireless yeah, yeah. hands free way of doing things being a multitasker because oh, yeah, think about it too if you're playing along to music too at least for you know drumming right there's no there's no cable there's no cord just playing right yeah right for sure that'd be a cool way to learn songs too i was walking around with headphones all the time i really want to learn to play drums man at some point in my life i was thinking like because i couldn't do it here but I was thinking, what if I rented one of those storage units and just bought a drum set and went <laughs> and just played in there? People do that, right? Uh, that I don't think so. Well, ban- I've practiced with bands in storage units before. More than once. Like it's a rehearsal space? Yeah. Like a storage, yeah. Like a U-Haul storage With the door unit. closed? And no. The light the, on? No, with the door open. You just can't do it past like 10 o'clock or whatever. But. <laughs> That would be pretty cool. I've never seen that. Yeah, I did. There was the last time I did it was when I was living in Mobile, so like four or five years ago, and uh, I was just looking for work and started jamming with this band that never, we never got a gig. Nothing ever transpired from it, but jammed with them a few times, and that's where we rehearsed in, in a storage unit. It was great, dude. That's like Cube Smart over on Route Nine, Locker Four Seventeen. <laughs> yeah, See you over yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what, great. It's akin to playing in your garage, you know, when you were. I mean, I've jammed with bands that had rehearsal spaces in like warehouses, you know, like upper, you know, area of a warehouse in an industrial area, you know, with like big buildings around sure, where yeah. no one cared, you know, they were in the middle of nowhere. Right. But storage locker, that's funny because you got a lot of neighbors and it's, it's you know, you're in a confined area like that. So if you were having a full-on band practice, that would be very loud. Yeah. I th- my brother was telling me that, too, like that he heard, heard some band playing Iron Maiden in a storage unit, and he went over to check him out. And... <laughs> <laughs> That's great, dude. Oh, yeah. I love that. I mean, legally, it's you're 
allowed to. You, you know, you, you're renting a storage unit. You can use it for every, anything you want as long as it's legal. And during yeah, but I'm sure you sign a waiver in the beginning. You know, of course you do with all the insurance and stuff. There's there's probably some kind of stipulation in there or some kind of verbiage that states, you know, certain parameters. Otherwise, people be setting up shop and having concerts going on. You know, Chong said his old punk rock practice pad was a storage locker. There were probably five other bands in other lockers too. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's pretty common, man. That was at the rock and lock, self storage, rock, <laughs> rock lock, lock. self storage. That's a brilliant idea right there. It's the rock and lock. Yeah, rock and lock, self-storage, <laughs> rehearsal space. Uh, Don't call me. Oh, he said, Chong said he insulated it and it was quiet outside, hot in the summer, yeah. Hot no doubt. Summer. Yeah. And yeah, I I think, I don't remember how he got power because I don't think they have. <laughs> right, exactly. There's no outlets in, in <laughs> to a To get a, a gas generator. <laughs> 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 Proper ventilation. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember how he did it because I, I <laughs> yeah, didn't really have a any... locker next to the generator in it. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, it was Alabama, so or or ran a real long extension cord to like the by the elevator lobby. If there's there's always has to be uh, oh. outlets for cleaning. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So along the way, somewhere that you, there is convenience outlets, so you could probably tap something. Yeah, Chunk just said one outlet, so maybe there is one outlet in those things no storage things <laughs> like a power strip into another power strip. <laughs> yeah, yeah pretty much well i mean how many things you got to plug in you, it, guitar amp bass amp pa that's it keyboard if you have one keyboard if you have one uh yeah, oh the outside lockers. Mixer yeah. or, or board yeah Few items, yeah. Nothing crazy. Nothing too crazy. What television? What? Um, I'm trying to think of other places. If there's other other wacky places that I've rehearsed with a band, um, you know, of course it was the garage or the basement. Growing up, basements were popular for rehearsing. Um, yeah. Nothing too wacky. I rehearsed at this, I rehearsed at this kid's house. I got the invitation to jam with his brother, and he's like, you know, give me the address. My father drives me there. It's this gigantic house, gigantic mansion. Okay. Ding dong, ring the front door. Lady comes to the door. Yeah, hi, I'm here to jam with such and such, and she's like, go around the side entrance by the garage. Go th bring your stuff through the garage. Cause I have drums with me, you know. That's it. She goes, bring the stuff around through the garage and close the door. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. So I bring the stuff over by the garage. I tell my father, I'm like, I'm good. I'll see you later. I go into the house and it, dude, it's like this gigantic house. So, you know, the lady's long gone. I'm listening for the music. I hear music upstairs. Long story short, it takes like a good minute to find where they are, but they were in through this labyrinth of all these stairs up to this like back long hallway to like another great room behind off the back of the house to the one side. And it was this big giant room and it, it had to be like maybe 20 feet wide by 30 or 40 feet long. It was like 
but it was a second story room. So it was above a room of that size where there was other rooms under it. But it was this gigantic room. It had all windows uh, on, on the ends. And the guy had a whole wall of guitars, like 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 a music store. Drum set. Uh, I mean, a riser, like a little stage. He had all kinds of records and albums and all kinds of stuff. So I set my drums up. We jam. We play. Really cool space. Long story short, at the, at the end of the rehearsal, the guy was like getting all crazy. He's playing his guitars, you know, and he's like going, going bonkers. And he took his guitar and smashed it like Pete Townsend style, like the windmill style, like bang, bang, on the ground. With the nice. <laughs> Broke the neck off it like crazy, right? But had a whole wall full of them. Then, you know, proceeded to tell us about how he pulled out like an album, a vinyl album, looked at it, and he'd be like, ah, yeah. I don't really care for this artist anymore. And he just took the, the record and like frisbeed it across the room and then like crashed into the side and broke it. And then he was like, Hey, try it, dude. Check it out. He's like winging frisbee, frisbeeing vinyl records. You know, when they break, dude, they shattered like really sharp, you know? Right. Like sure. Fucking right. lunatic. Sure. So then we, he said, let's take a break. We go downstairs. So we go downstairs and he had, I guess his mother was out at that point, you know? But oh, oh, but also I forgot to mention when I went in through the garage and the lady was like, "I'll open the garage for you." When I first got there, it was like a six-car garage and it had like a Porsche, a Rolls Royce, a Mercedes, some other car. Wow! So it was a wow. like yeah, big house, big money. We went to the guy's kitchen and he had these gigantic refrigerator and freezer units, and the bottom pulled out and like you know the size of like a pull-out freezer, like on the bottom of a a regular refrigerator. Yeah. It was like double the size of that. And he pulled it open, and it was filled to the top with pop ice. You know, remember ice pops? Sure, sure. Filled to the top, dude. Take as many as you want. <laughs> That's and like he had a bowl. He had a, bowl, he had a bowling alley downstairs. He had an arcade, indoor pool. Then went back up. We jammed for a little while, and then, uh, and then I left. I jammed there a couple of times with that guy. I forget his name, but um, yeah, always uh, interesting. Uh, times at that dude's house that's great I, and then we used to jam another rehearsal studio that was an attic definite fire death trap place sure. on uh route four like it's somewhere in Fairlawn. where you have to stand on the beams and not put your foot through the, the ceiling <laughs> <laughs> yeah no not quite like that but it was like <laughs> up these rickety stairs to the tippy tippy top and then you got there it was like an oscillating fan and like a thing propped open to let the air out like the window Right. But you were up in like attic space. It was it had carpet and it was all sheetrock and stuff and had lights. But you were in like the upper, upper, upper thing. Like God forbid, dude, there was like a fire downstairs. You were dead. Right. That's fun. See, you know, there's a million ways yep. to die. <laughs> so totally. Yeah, I used to typically, you know, I was rehearsed at my house because I had the drums. Yeah, but I yeah. did travel. I said when I was younger, I would travel to kids' houses and jam with them. Yeah, we talked and most about of the time it was like you said, it was in their like basement or their garage, yeah, uh, garage or something, you know. Yeah, yeah, we talked about those before. I, well, you're talking about the guy breaking the guitar. I did that once, <clears throat> you know, the on purpose Pete Townsend type breaking. And I don't know yep. if I've ever told this story to you or to to anybody on the the podcast or anything, but this was one of my first ever gigs. I was a kid. And I was playing with this band. We called ourselves, I don't even think we, ha I don't even remember if we had a name. But it was it was just my friends. It was like, I, not a real gig, but it was, it was a gig because I had just started playing. And my cousin, her name is Deanna, 
she lived in New York, Kingston, New York, and I lived in Jersey at the time, was uh, graduating and having a gra- they were going to have a graduation party at her house. And she wanted me and my band, my new band, to come play for this for the party. And we were horrible for one. We were just, you know, we, we had just all kind of started playing and we're trying to play these songs. And it was mostly the rock songs of the day. So it was like Kiss and Motley Crue and Twisted Sister and stuff like that. Um, and I bought this 25, I bought this guitar from this kid who was another bass player and it was, he sold it to me for $25 and it was like plastic. It was, it was a very cheap, like Sears bass, something like that. And I brought it with me and I had my regular, I had an Ibanez, uh, uh, Roadster 2 that was my first base to do this gig so we drive <laughs> the gig is in Kingston New York and we lived in Jersey so Kingston is about three hours maybe four from Jersey um, yeah it's a good ride <clears throat> and we rented a rider truck to to uh, or, or a U-Haul one of those kind of trucks to to bring our gear and we didn't have a lot of stuff we had no clue what we were doing um but we had our stuff, and we were all psyched about it. You know, we're like, oh, yeah, we're it's going to be a road trip. And so we drove, like, overnight, and we stopped halfway through at a rest stop to sleep. And there was, like, two seats in the front, and, and that was it. And I had to, like, stay in the back and in the, like, where there was nothing. <laughs> you know, just, like, the, the, the cab. <laughs> the plywood floor. Yeah. And uh, we stopped, and I remember getting out to go take a piss or something and then i saw this guy this truck driver and i smoked a bowl with him and like i was just a kid i was like 16 or 17 years old maybe and that was maybe 15 or 16 and that was a very risky thing to do uh at a truck (laughs) let me show you something over here son yeah (laughs) but i didn't care i was just reckless and rock and roll so so we get up there then the next day and you know we go to set start setting up for this thing and it's raining it was and it's outside and my my family's house or my it was my aunt my uncle and my cousins and they lived in a trailer in a trailer park in kingston new york and it was nice and to me it wasn't a thing and it wasn't like oh they live in a trailer park it was just you know where they lived um and it was actually kind of nice um but we set up outside and it was raining and (laughs) it wasn't gonna not be raining for the day so they had like tents set up for for them for the, you know the food and all that, but we had to set up and play, and we're like, for no tent for you. Some reason we I, I guess we weren't all that worried about being electrocuted. We did do some like wrapping <laughs> of cables and stuff, like wrapping of cords. Um, <laughs> you played in open air, like rain, like raining on you. It, yes, we played with rain. It was, and I, I have pictures to prove it. I was, I'm wearing a bandana. I'm wearing, like, we got all locked out. I had my parachute pants and my bandana around my head and around my neck and my, my, my gloves and stuff. And the funniest (laughs) thing, the funniest thing, dude, about this was the drummer was like, I'm not setting up my drums in the rain. No way, man. I'm not, no way I'm doing that. I'm not going to play like that. Right. I'm not going to ruin my drums. So what we did was we had that rider truck backed up with the with the door open and he set up his drums in the truck <laughs> so he's up 
He's like up, kids alive. He's up like yeah, like five or six. What a Peter Chris five, riser. Four or five feet in the air, however high it was to get up to that truck. And he played his drums there, and we were out, and so he's dry. And we're of course, dude. I hey, not to cut you off. Remember that? Remember last time you were talking about all those drummer jokes? Who's the dope yeah. now? Yeah, right. <laughs> and yeah, there you it go. was. I mean, it wasn't like deluge, downpour, rain, but it was steady rain. You know, it was like if you stand out in the rain, you're gonna get wet, kind of rain. And it was steady. You know, it was like New York, New Jersey kind of rain. It's just like when it's raining, it's like ah, oh, it's raining all day. Um, and yeah, that was one of my first gigs, and we played in it. And so. At the end of the gig, I took off my Ibanez Roadster and I put on this guy's cheap $25 plastic bass and I started playing. And they're like, I, I, like, everybody's like, do a bass solo. So I put on this thing and I just started like playing probably nonsense. I don't even remember what I did. And then I took it off in the rain and just smashed it on the ground. <laughs> and there are pictures of that <laughs> to prove that too. I haven't told nice. that story in forever, man. I, but the, the fact that I have the pictures from this thing, because it was my cousin's graduation, so people are taking pictures of, of everything that's going on. Um, so like, yeah. That's crazy. Cousin Steve, he's a rock star, man. That was the first and last time that I uh, intentionally broke a guitar of any kind. <laughs> I, I, no, maybe that's not true. I might have smashed a, an acoustic that was shitty, too, at some point. It was like, here's this, I'm going to buy this $5 acoustic at a at a garage sale so I can smash it. Money well spent. That might have happened. I don't know. But uh, yeah, we never did that with drums. How crazy is that, man? That the Who used to do that, like just I mean, yeah, really, like he would their, destroy yeah. his guitar. He would put his neck through the amp, and and Moon would just kick over the drums, like <laughs> <laughs> just be like wreck everything. Can you Ru- imagine everything somebody now, like if if the Who never did that? I, th- I, I think I recall. Didn't Nirvana do that on Saturday Night Live? Probably. Uh, Saturday Night Live, what happened with Nirvana, the thing that I remember the most was Kurt uh, Novoselic, I, I think that's how say his name, but the bass player, or Chris. Yeah. Chris, sorry. Yeah. He threw, he throws, that Nirvana's on Saturday Night Live at the end of the song, he takes the bass off and he throws it straight up in the air and it comes down and hits him on the head. <laughs> <laughs> Split his head open? No, I don't think so. I think it knocked him down. Though. I think there's a video of that somewhere too. I remember seeing that. I'm pretty sure that was the Saturday Night Live where he just like he got all psyched and he takes the bass off and throws it up in the air and just comes back down right on his head. Dunk. <laughs> Dunk. And then probably hit the ground after that because uh, I doubt he caught it. Yeah, I doubt it too. That would disorient anyone getting hit in the head with a fender. That's a heavy thing to get hit with. You're lucky to get you know, really hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's really not funny when people get hurt. It's only funny when they don't get hurt. Right. Oh, MTV Music Awards, Chonk just said. Yeah, okay, that's right. That's what it was. It was the MTV Music Awards, not SNL. It knocked, yeah, Chonk said it knocked him out. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Knocked out. Music Awards. That's funny. But, uh, that's yeah, a good. Like, how insane is that? that? Like, you get all that expensive equipment and, like, just, like, can you imagine somebody, if The Who never did that or Nirvana never did that or nobody ever did that, like, somebody now just doing that, like, you know, they play the gig and then they just oh, start kicking like the drum. Lawsuits and all kinds of stuff going on. Forget it. Like the sound men would lose their minds. Like, you're, you're yeah, yeah. destroying my mics, man. 
if the drummer did what's wrong with you. Like that, those are expensive mics. They would not want you. But back. that's what I was. That's I was getting at when I jammed that kid's crazy house. Like he had d- complete disregard for the value of anything. Mm. You know, and he wasn't that great of a guitar player, but he had you know a music store full of stuff. He had a lot of money, so he didn't give a shit. His parents did. Yeah, I mean, he was a yeah. kid. You know, dude, I'm talking like like I said, my father drove me over there with the drums. Like I wasn't even driving yet, so I'm talking like 15 maybe. Right. But yeah, it was crazy. But I like the U-Haul story. You, I remember renting U-Hauls to go to do gigs too, like when the band broke down or, you, you know, it was just a, a hassle, but we did it quite a few times. Right. It's embarrassing though. I'm, I, I'm glad, I don't think there's any video of that, but I'm, and I'm glad there's no video of that because it, it would be, I mean, maybe it'd be funny to look at for me, but I wouldn't want it to get out there into the public. Like, yeah, this is, you know, the Caravan Central guy <laughs> when he was, <laughs> 16 years old in the rain with his bandana stuff smashing a bass yeah i have the pictures though i should post them again you know doing the podcast i want to go back and listen and then post all the relevant content so i gotta get on that so maybe i will do it tonight maybe i will maybe i have to because it's how long could it take more than an hour you just must start but i was i'm gonna listen to my book and i'm gonna do uh so many things to do um you could do it tomorrow no do what tomorrow i'll listen to back to this and then uh, yeah yeah i'm stay it all yeah i suppose i could tomorrow tomorrow i'm off all day ask facebook when you have that meeting if they will supply you with someone that can do that say listen i'm willing to exchange ideas with you but here's what i need I need someone that can transcribe for me <laughs> in real time these episodes that we do you know what? an hour. And then once that's completed, go back and start archiving the you know the, the previous 86. Now that you say that, I probably could hire somebody to do it. I could find it. If I was really aggressive, I could probably hire somebody to do that, to go listen to all of them and transcribe them. Or, yeah, or, for sure. Or, get an intern to do it. Get an intern. That's not a bad idea. I saw something. Steve Wood Music. You could be an intern here. Earn credit. Yeah. I I saw something written down somewhere very recently about that. About like if you're you're needing help for your business, you know, one of the ways to do it is get a college intern. And and I never considered like how I would even go about looking into that. But perhaps that's something that I should look into. But they need money. So if you were like, I'll pay, you know, whatever, an hour, and whatever, you know, see what you can do. Work well, out in, a deal. Interns don't get paid. They they work for free. You, you, you can go. Yeah. No, what I'm saying is that they can be part of the prestigious cover band central. Right. Inexperience, right? I'm telling you, man, we get up to a million people on there. That's going to be cake to get people on board to do that. I got Chunk on oh, board okay. when we, how many, Chunk, how many do we have? Uh, like, uh, like it was, it was two, three, three years ago. Uh, let well, definitely less than a hundred thousand when he joined in. Uh, right, right. So, uh, yeah, get a million people. I'm gonna be able. I'm gonna have my pick of the litter, man. Please send your resume too. Yeah, Tony Biner at Tony Biner dot Tony Biner at chalk dot com. <laughs> that is a thing. Chalk has a. Ch- <laughs> Does he have a chalk talk op? He does. 
He's saying 112. Rob, I don't know if that's right. It's 112 when you came aboard? Like when you first, Chonk, when you first said to me, um, yeah, I think I could, you know, do the website thing for you and stuff. It couldn't have been 112 at that point because that was a while ago. I'd have to go back and research that. But I, it comes up in my memories once in a while. It was a few days ago. It came up in my, in my memories like, like when I hit 40,000 on it like four years ago. Or something like that, and come a long way, baby. But I'm I'm gunning for a million, man. I want that number. Oh, he said he's joking. Un million. Um, yeah. You know that well, it's. Read the book, man. We should have. We should start immediately, babe. By next week, we'll have you know ten thousand. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> or, no, all kidding aside, though, I'd be interesting to to, to see what, the, uh, like you said, the tactics are. Yeah, me too. Because I know a lot of stuff, and I was just thinking about this before, because I, I, uh, a band that I used to kind of sub with, and actually the band that played before us at Crazy Corner, um, they still have a band name, and they have a Facebook page. And a, a post came up on Facebook just a, a couple hours ago saying they were playing some gig next weekend, and they listed all the kind of artists they play, and they said where it was, and... and how much to get in and and they gave a lot of information in there and uh there was and it had up been up for a little while and there was no engagement at all on that post and the reason there's no engagement on that post is because they don't have a lot of people that like their page or follow their page and the reason they don't is because they didn't do anything with it when they had the opportunity when they were playing at crazy corner and they had that opportunity every day to build their following to get people to 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 like the page be, for this very reason because you know not, nothing is forever and if you want to keep going after something happens you have you have to have built your audience you know so i i could teach tony i could teach any band how to be a social media master i could teach any band how to do it and um, it's not hard and it's not expensive. It's none of those things. And, and I know all that stuff before even listening to this book. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. yeah so I'm saying, I think see what the, what the difference, uh, you know, what the, what the perception is and the twist on what the current successful methods that are used, you know? Yeah. So we shall see Steve. Yes. Yeah, that, so the, we shall see when I call you next week, and it's like, Steve, what's this always time I direct your call? <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> Please hold. No, wait, we have hold. It's a wisdom on the phone. What are you talking about? Hold. And and the whole music will just be, Caliban Central. Caliban ah. <laughs> <laughs> Central. Just over and over again. Over and over again. Over and over and over again. And you'll be like, screw this, man. I'm not wait, <laughs> waiting on hold. You'd be like, wisdom! <clears throat> people answering the phone. Uh, you want to do wisdom? Like, yeah, well, hang, on, uh, hang on a sec. Wait, wait, what? No no avocado on the salad. Thank you, Trevor. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. <laughs> well, you'll have to talk to my people about, you know. Yes, my people will call your people. My people. I already have people. My peeps. Yes, good stuff, man. It's exciting. Yeah. 
Right. Um, I'm, I'm a little frustrated, and, and I'll, I'm going to vent this a little bit to you and to the audience um, uh -oh. because of my current situation. But it's like there's so much opportunity there. And to the credit, the people that are running this band are are, are taking steps forward. Um, but I got uh, the logo redone. I spent, I went and spent more, a lot more money to get it done. And the result, end result is really good, I think. And I sent it to the powers that be of this band last night and said, you know, check it out if you approve. I'll, I'll add it to the Facebook page and we can really kind of, you know, start to really ramp this thing up. And I got no response, which is very rare to get no response for anything and then i i reached out again today and i just got a you know haven't had time to look at it yeah and, and it blows my mind dude it's like i i have a vested interest in the success here because i'm in the band and i know how to do this shit like what? What would it? What does it have it take to convince people? Like, look at my body of work. I mean, and, and not to toot my own horn, but I'm tooting my own horn, I guess, because I have it. I've done it. I've done this work. I know how to do it, and I'm not wanting to impose my methods on this situation for any other reason than I know that it works. So let's do this and it, this formula that I've proven to work let's do that you know if i was like hiring uh, trying to to get people to hire me as a social media ma media manager which i could very easily do it would be expensive you know it, you're in the thousands of dollars for that to, to get oh, some, yeah. oh, somebody yeah. to do that for you Th this band has the opportunity for me to do it for free because i'm in the band and the fact that that people aren't just coming to me saying, "Dude, what do we got to do? Let's do it," and and it, it blows my fucking mind. It blows my mind. How is that possible? It's like, you know, if you if you were trying to build the best soapbox and and you had a car and you had Mario Andretti as your your neighbor or whatever. I mean, <laughs> that's a horrible analogy. <laughs> no, I, I I'm with you. I'm riding shotgun on that one. I got you. Yeah, and I'm going to say, look, like, I know what I'm doing with this. I've proven it. So why wouldn't you utilize this resource that you have right here in front of you? And not only am I not being utilized, I'm being almost shunned in a way. It feels like, and it's like, it, it just blows. It's insane to me. It's insane. It's like it's like if I'm in the kitchen and I want to cook something, and Wolfgang Wolfgang Puck is next to me, and like. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask him how to cook, because he's a professional chef. I'm not gonna put in you know. I, uh, whatever. So do you get the sense that they they just they're not going that they don't like it and they're going to come back with something different or that they're I disinterested don't, at the moment or preoccupied with something else? I I don't know. I I I don't think it's even been been looked at yet. So and there's three different choices and they're all very good. So, um. I don't think it's even been looked at yet. I, I I just don't know, man. I don't I don't know. It's it's probably some personal issues that are going on, coupled with I. I it's it's hard for me it's to not take to speculate. It. Like you said, all you can do is ask the question and say, well, you know, what do you, what's up? Yeah, and it's hard for me to not take it personally. Um, but I'm cognizant of the fact that I, 
I'm I'm uh, disposed to taking it personally. So I'm trying to 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 be aware of that and not and and realize that it's something that has something to do with another situation or another person or or several people that has nothing to do with me. But it's still just like, come on, man, like use this use this resource use me for this information and and i i'm i'm i'll let you you know I, i'll be i'll be happy to and you well, will you're, and you're you willing will, contributing it you yeah. know what i mean it's like you said you have it it's like you know just show some appreciation for it and not only appreciation but just just action you know and, and like an interest and and uh, uh excitement about it i would be thrilled man if i like I want to learn bass, and Victor Wooten's my next door neighbor. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks. Yeah, like I, I would be jumping up and down. I mean, that's what this is like, and because, I mean, to be quite honest, there's there's not a lot of people in the world of seven billion that have accomplished what I have in the the field of music on the internet to to build this kind of audience and have this niche. So, comparing it to like Victor Wooten. You know, yeah, I'm gonna, because I know what I know the potential of this thing. Yeah. Um. So it it's just it's it's disheartening, man. It's like it's it's kind. You know, again, trying to not to take it personally. If I did take it personally, it's like insulting to me. But it really probably has nothing to do with me. Correct. You know. So. Right. If you objectively view it, right, it's exactly that. I haven't had a chance to look at it yet. Okay. Yeah, and maybe there's extenuating circumstances going on that I'm I have no awareness of, and you know I'm willing to accept that. But I mean, to, to still to take the two minutes that it would take to open that email, look at the images, and provides some instant feedback on what your first impression is. You know, take two minutes out. It's worth it. You know, to 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 acknowledge me at least to that point. Because not only have I put time into this, I spent money, you know, and it's not something that they're doing or willing to do, it appears. So I don't know. Right. That's what I mean. You spent your own money. My money. Yeah. My choice. And, uh, you know, I didn't. Yeah, no, I, understood. I didn't approve it with anybody at first. I just said, I'm going to I'm going to do I'm going to take the initiative and get things moving because things you need to keep moving. You need to keep moving forward and keep growing if you really want to build something, anything successful. You yeah, know, it's constant push, constant growth. You can't sit around and wait like, oh, well, we need this thing to happen first before we take that next step. Nope, you don't. Take that next step now. Stop making excuses. That's how. That's the difference. That's That really is. Well, like we always said, it's it's tough, you know, when you're in a band because it's five people and you're in a marriage, you know, or however many pe six, people it is. But yeah, you'll have six. to be, you know, it's hard to get that many people on the same page. All the time. It's impossible. <laughs> <clears throat> you know, and you need and you need strong leadership if it's going to work that way. You know. Right. Agreed. Strong leadership is is paramount, and and yeah. focused leadership. You know. Yeah. Know know what you're going. Like I wrote this ebook, and the first thing in the first tip I give in that is have a specific goal. It needs to be a specific goal, one that's achievable to you and specific. I want to make a lot of money is a general goal. 
that is not a specific goal. I want to make money. I want to make a lot more money playing on Saturdays with, you know, I in this 50 mile radius. That's more of a specific goal. So you need to kind of get the leader needs well, to the, have that. You are about exactly what you're trying to accomplish. Then, you know, the, the, the more clear it will be to develop the plan to do it. Exactly. And things come up as you do it. You have to move. You have to move for ideas to come. You have to yep. you have to be in motion. And and as soon as you're in motion, that's when the ideas come from the unknown. You know, they just come in. And it's like, oh wow, I could do this. Or hey, I could yep. do this better, or this would be quicker, or or oh, here's an idea I hadn't thought of. That happens as soon as you're moving. If you're sitting stagnating and thinking like, oh, things shouldn't be the way they are, or whatever, it's just weight that is holding you back and it's unnecessary and it's only a choice too. And it's so, you know, I wish I could get that through to these people. But... And well said though. Yeah, just got to leave it up to people to discover things on their own and do what I can. But, but I'm really, really enjoying playing in the band. I love the band. The band is killer, man. Great musicians and it's just a lot of fun. I, I feel like I'm I'm improving as a player by playing with, uh, especially playing with Brent, the drummer. is. Yeah, it's great. He's tits, man. He's very good. Um, and he's he's kind of like me and you, you know, the, the, the way he approaches everything musically and the music business and whatnot. He knows the deal. So it's nice to have that as the good rhythm. Man, good people find good, you know. Yeah, agreed. Um, all right, we're at an hour. Thank you guys for listening and uh, share this. Share this if you like it uh, on whatever platform you would like to share it, uh, Facebook, Twitter, or any of the uh, podcast platforms. Um, CBC Wisdom Hour. We also have CoverBandCentral.com where you can sign up for a profile for you, your band, or both. It's free. You can post your upcoming gigs and you can make connections with other musicians. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. All that stuff. Thanks for listening. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. 
Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that fantasy points has to offer. That's fantasypoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at fantasy points. Fantasypoints.com code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.